I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. And welcome to this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. Really excited to bring back again this year two extraordinary guests who help us understand better the autism autism spectrum with an event that is coming up called OtCon. And I believe I'm going to do my math on this. Is this our second year? So last year was the first time we had OtCon. Congratulations, guys. Thank you. Yeah. It's back again. We have Jared Stewart, who is the program director of Scenic View Academy. He's joining us today. Jared, thank you. Thank you. And Sarah Heuser. Now, Sarah is a benefit skills specialist with Scenic View Academy, and I understand an award-winning uh, woman. We, we weren't, weren't going to talk about that, but I think I should. She got a very important award, didn't she, Jared? Yeah, Sarah is amazing. And so she was nominated for and won Professional of the Year through the Utah Developmental Disabilities Council. And I serve as the vice chair on that council, but I'm not allowed to vote if I know the person. Right. So I was like, fingers crossed. Quiet, quietly crossing those yes, fingers and shows. I wanted to mention. Yeah, I wanted to mention that too, oh, uh, Sarah. I think it was important because of the accomplishments that you have made throughout your life. In general, first, let's talk about OtCon. What do you have planned? When is it? Because it's uh, uh, coming up in May, right? What are the details, Jared? So OtCon, this is our second one, Mm -hmm. is a convention for adults with autism, put on by adults with autism, targeting just being able to meet other people kind of in that neurodiverse tribe and have a good time and learn some skills and learn some techniques that will help people to become better in their day-to-day life and and more successful and better adjusted and more accepting of themselves. Um, And, yeah, last year we weren't sure exactly how it was going to turn out. It was the first time we'd ever done it. It was the first time we'd ever heard anyone in the country doing something similar to this. And so we had no basis to compare it to, and we were hoping that we'd get at least 50 people. Oh, yeah. And we ended up with over 150, and even people coming from out of state who wanted to be there, and it was tremendously successful. What do you think it was, Sarah, that made this first in the country, OtCon, so successful? I think that it can be very lonely being on the spectrum and not knowing anyone else who's on the spectrum. I kind of lucked out. My family is very spectrum-y. <laughs> um, Your biological term. family. Yeah, mm-hmm. my biological family. Um, and so, but I have been before this to other meetings with fewer autistic people and... Um, it's like going home. Um, it's like having a family that understands you. Because sometimes when you're on the spectrum, you say things that strike people as rather odd, and you do things that strike people as rather odd, and you're constantly feeling like maybe you've put your foot in your mouth. But then I walk into a room with a bunch of other people who are maybe putting their feet in their mouth, and it's just easier for them to be forgiving and for you to be forgiving of all of that oddness, because you know but you're not odd, are you, when you're at OtCon? No, not. I mean, that's no. that's the beauty. Uh, to me, that's what's even more beautiful about finding that tribe together. Um, yeah. It's like Sarah said, it's that family 
feeling of, oh, I'm home. This mm-hmm. is my group. This is my tribe. These are my people. And that's the environment we're trying to create and, and that we're excited to have again this year. And we've already had lots of people saying, when is Otcon? When is Otcon? Because <laughs> they, they want to come feel that connection. Mm-hmm. And, and once a year is probably about right for yeah. autism. Oh, yeah. Uh, they don't, don't want to be feeling connected all the time. Yeah. But, but, uh, but absolutely – once a year, uh, we think it's just a great tradition to continue. What are some of the sessions that will be a part of OtCon? And I guess I should give this specific date, May 10th from 10 in the morning. Now get this, from 10 in the morning until 10 at night. And these, this is an event for ages 18 and up. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, we just, only adults, but it is 18 and up. I mean, so if you're 118, come. That works. Great. Not a problem. And, but oh, yeah. I, I giggled at the hours, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., because this is all encompassing. In other words, you're going to have uh, sessions where you learn and explore, but there's fun built in there as well, thus the 10 p.m. So we'll continue with the sessions, but I wanted to give a little context to why OtCon uh, coming up May 10th is such a big event, 12 hours long. So tell us again, uh, Sarah, some of the sessions that are coming up. So we have sessions for, I hope, everyone. Um, So we've got Jared here is doing Navigating the Social Rules of the Workplace, which last year, I think that was the one you did last year, that the room was too full and we couldn't fit everyone in. It was so popular. People were wanting to look at, in other words, being independent is a goal. Exactly. And so you wanted, tell me a little bit more about that, Jared. Well, and so even like just as an adult on the spectrum, one of the things I've had to learn is how to socialize at work and be able to get along with neurotypical people and, and talk to a boss. And then they moved me into management, which started giving me panic attacks. So I had to learn systems to get through all of that kind of thing. And um, being able to pass that information on is, is really great. So last year, the room was full of people who were looking for work and struggling to, to find a job or to pass an interview because interviews tend to be really a hardship for people on the autism spectrum. Or they have a job, but now the office politics and the day-to-day and how am I supposed to do that? And so this year, last year was focused on kind of more employment Broadly, and this year is much more the social aspects of employment. And what you're in, what that. to expect, and, and some problem-solving skills. Exactly. And so, you know, I, that's that's one that I'm excited to present. But I, it's the great thing about OtCon is this year especially, we have all the feedback from last year. So it's like yeah. these are the sessions people wanted and picked. And so last year we were kind of guessing. This year we're like, oh, people wanted this. We will have that. People wanted us to go all day long. That's why it's going 10 to 10 now because last year it was only half a day. We had and no it wasn't enough. People could handle it. Yeah, sure. People wanted more. And this year we will we'll be even able to repeat some sessions so that people will be able to go to all the things they want to I go I hear to. a lot of concern for those who just joined us. This is Jared Stewart. He's the program director of Scenic View Academy. And um, you've also in the past shared with us that you are on the autism spectrum. And so we hear, um, I'm hearing as I'm talking to both you and Sarah about um, respecting that there may be those on the spectrum who need a little bit more personal space, that being at a big social event, you weren't sure if it would be too tiresome. I do remember, though, that last year you did create some quiet spaces so that if anyone wanted to kind of uh, ground themselves for a bit, will that be back this year? We'll have those again, for sure. Mm -hmm. We're going to have our sensory room, um, I think. Is that true? Okay. We're going to have our sensory room, um, which just has a bunch of um, things that kind of 
can be either self-stimulating or kind of getting away from stimulation. So um, a lot of people in the autism community are familiar with the term stimming. Um, stimming is short for like self-stimulation. Sure. Clapping your hands, flapping your hands, exactly. repetitive moments or exactly. movements. Mm-hmm. And so um, we have things that um, kind of come from all sensory bases. So like auditory, um, olfactory, you know, just things that you can do to kind of take you out of that stress moment and make you focus on something else. And that's what our sensory room is for. And then we just are at a really, really beautiful place where you can take a walk. And we have an open art studio that is generally pretty quiet that people can go to and draw and paint or do whatever it is that they need to do. That's beautiful. And you say beautiful location because OtCon is going to be at Scenic View Academy in Provo. And it was designed specifically mind for me as I've watched the construction the development over the years of scenic view it was ar- architecturally inspired for those adults yes on this natural spectrum. lighting mm-hmm. big windows lots of yeah. places to go and we'll have clear signage people who come will have their badges they'll be able to designate whether they want to be talked to or you know whether they kind of want to be left alone mm-hmm. um, and what even some of their interests and so forth so that people might have an idea of what to engage with them on and what not to um, and one of the uh, sensory things that we got feedback on last year is by the time we finished the convention and we went to the movies, we were like, OK, we've made it. But then after the movie was over, people were like, man, I couldn't stand those people who were talking back to the film. And then those other people <laughs> were like, man, those quiet people, they were just really kind of a downer. And so this year, thanks to our generous donors, we'll be able to have two theaters rented out, one for people who want to make noise while they watch Avengers and one who will, you know don't want any noise whatsoever. They just want to watch the movie and enjoy that. Did you just release that it's the movie The Avengers? Is that what you'll be watching? Last year we did Avengers Infinity Mm -hmm. War. This year we're doing Avengers Endgame. So yeah, Yeah, come watch it probably for the fourth or fifth time for some of the people at the convention. (laughs) That's not enough. (laughs) (laughs) I see no question with that. Before we discuss some of the other sessions, Sarah, I wanted to to go back for just a minute with Jared. As he indicated that when he was promoted at work to a management position, there was that um, the sensation of panic attacks. That can be felt by anybody, whether they're on the spectrum or not. But how do you, what were some of the things that you were sharing to help us identify uh, why we might be experiencing that, especially those on the spectrum, individuals, and how to work through that? Well, for instance, many people on the spectrum do very, very good at their jobs because now they're able to specialize. It's in an area they really like and that they're good at. And so they do tremendously well. And then the natural progression for that in our culture is to promote them and to promote them to a management position where they're showing other people how to do it. But when you're an individual with autism, you kind of have your own way of doing this. And so people with autism as managers can often be very kind of demanding and it's only this way and this is the only way that's acceptable to do it. Or they may just be um, overwhelmed by it and unable to express anything to the other workers and just kind of isolate and not give them the support and the communication that they need. So finding that middle ground was was difficult, and I'm kind of getting panicked even just thinking about back back when that was first happening. But just realizing that, oh, okay, this is a new job. I have new duties. I'm going to need 
but I can create systems and get good at this as well. Just the way I got good at the initial job um, was really helpful. And then thankfully for anxiety, like you said, there's a lot of things out there that people do because a lot of people experience panic attacks. And so what were some of those systems? And I tried some of those, found some ones that worked for me and was able to find ways to go to meetings and have meetings, which is kind of important. Well, I appreciate that because I'll go back for just a minute. Whether or not you are on the spectrum or not, we all have challenges to meet social behavior. (laughs) And we all have different natural anxieties to the pressures that workplace and families place upon us. And so we're all in the skill development stages throughout our life. But what is extraordinary for me about Scenic View Academy, and in particular OtCon, is that this is for the tribe of adults over 18 who are specifically sharing a lot of common experiences because they're all on the spectrum. So Sarah, thanks for your patience as I oh, wanted to go back to that no because that, that, I appreciate you sharing that too. Joining us also in studio, Sarah Hoiser. She's a benefit skills specialist with Scenic View Academy. So session, one of the sessions will be Jared Stewart again, navigating the social rules of the workplace. What's another session? Um, because we are in a highly um, densely um, LDS member, church member, sorry, population. Sure. Utah County. <laughs> um, we have an LDS missionary service options for individuals on the autism spectrum um, by somebody from the church who is actually the, their disability specialist manager. Um, so because we have a lot of members of the church um, at our school, um, we often come up with a little bit of an obstacle because missions are highly social. Um, You're knocking on people's doors. You've never met them before. You're basically trying to tell them something that maybe they have no interest in hearing. There's lots of doors slam shut. And even when people are listening, now you have to engage in this very social, very kind of frightening kind of... You're not alone anymore. Exactly. 24 hours a day, exactly. there is companion. a companion that you didn't choose. Exactly. Uh, with the you. experience sure. is kind of not made for <laughs> autistic individuals. So um, we have someone coming and talking about service options, um, service missions that um, we've had a few students do or um, complete and loved it a whole lot. So we've invited them to share that with us. That's very thoughtful, very considerate, because we all have our own desires and passions and wanting to participate in different areas of our life. And if your faith is as close to your heart and you want to give, this is one way. Exactly. So I think that is quite beautiful. What else? Um, We have um, autism and role-playing games. Um, Using role-playing games and kind of the ideas and strategies behind them to survive real-world encounters by one of our friends, Josh Olivas. Was this provided last year? No, it was not. So tell me about how this idea came up as a session. Because this is extraordinary to me. How am I going to navigate this situation? Let's 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 practice. Yeah. Well, we have um, had a coworker. He's actually left us to go do engineering things. Um, who um, is really into role playing games? And while he was there um, with our students, um, he would take them down to the local gaming places and um, as you play these games you kind of figure out that they're very um, realistic um, in some ways because you are engaging with other people it is a social thing but it's a social thing where you're 
asked or you're allowed to wear a mask. And masking is a very big, um, again, if you're on the spectrum, you're probably familiar with the term masking, which is where you're basically pretending to be someone else. Mm. Um, you're pretending to be someone who can do this, who's comfortable in a social setting, who's comfortable at work. And then you go home and kind of take this mask off and then you can be yourself again. Um, it's kind of sad, but it's something that's asked of all of us. Um, so it is an important skill to have. Um, it also To recognize that it is a skill to yeah. be able to say, I'm going to leave some of my more natural behaviors at oh, home yes. and then take on what are socially acceptable behaviors, which don't feel normalized to me, but right. I understand they're important for my success. Exactly. Do that and then come back home. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There are many things I do alone and probably that a lot of people do alone that are not appropriate at work. Maybe they're only appropriate discussions for friends or um, a spouse or something like that. And sometimes that can be hard to meter out who gets what, but you do learn masking as a skill. So Josh Olivas will be talking about how to use that yes. to be able to be more comfortable as time goes on exactly. in different settings. That's beautiful. What else? Um, we've got Power Up, uh, How Your Health Affects Your Autism with Dr. Damien Rodriguez. Tell me about this. This is very interesting because um, there has, as long as autism has been known about, there have been ideas of what um, foods and what kinds of exercise and what kinds of different things that you can do for your health will either improve your ability to perform or make it much harder. And so he's going to come talk about what f- role food plays and what role exercise plays, not just in autism mood regulation, but in everyone's mood regulation. However, like with a lot of things, autism is a... Um, is a neurotype that operates kind of in extremes. So when someone who is on the spectrum is feeling super, super good, they're feeling really, really good. And when they're feeling bad, they're feeling really, really bad. So just kind of knowing how our diet and exercise tends to... Could magnify the effects on someone on on the spectrum. I'm sure as an adjunct professor at Utah Valley University, Jared, that you've been visualizing research coming and going as we try to understand autism and, and come up with strategies to help our children be and adults be as successful as possible. So you've seen this move. Oh, absolutely. And and what's interesting about Dr. Rodriguez, who's doing that session on nutrition and everything, is that that's his passion. So he's a PhD who also happens to have autism and who also now works for doTERRA. And he's very much into nutrition and food and exercise and how these things might actually help improve brain function and help reduce some of the symptomology. And so he's involved with some of that research right now. And yeah, we've got lots of other exciting research going on and, and some of that that we'll be talking about. But instead of translating it to professionals, we'll be translating it to the people who have the autism and saying, okay, so here's this latest study from the U. What does that mean? Well, it's it's about increased suicide rates among people with autism. All right, so then what does that mean for you personally and, and how do you deal with depression and what kind of coping skills can you use when you feel like there's no other options and, and those kinds of things? So that instead of it being professionals kind of, you know, frowning at this suicide, 
suicide rate and wondering. It's people on the spectrum walking away with concrete tools that they can take and say, okay, I don't want to be part of that statistic. What can I do to optimize my outcomes? Well, and I appreciate that too, but it used to be socially um, not acceptable to talk about dark feelings um, Mm -hmm. in in any society. And what the research, as we pull the curtains back, is telling us is that if anyone is in a dark place, giving them permission to talk about it actually helps bring light. Again, it's kind of like opening up the curtains. It may not heal it immediately, but it brings light and it it begins healing. And so everybody in our community, our society, in our world is learning um, in the beginning steps of how to be honest and then choosing the safe people with whom we can share, uh, safely share our darkest um, fears and anxieties. And that was something wonderful that happened last year during one of our um, panels, people did start talking about um, how lonely it can be and how depression can kind of sneak in there um, and anxiety and make you feel like, and sometimes some social ostracized, how would I say that? Being socially ostracized yes, um, can lead to these feelings of loneliness and depression and despair. And it was really good to kind of get that out in the open and talk about it and just watch everyone in the room kind of nod their head because they'd all experienced it before and know you're not alone. Fantastic. So that's one of the sessions. What is this about video game designing? (laughs) (laughs) So we have someone at our school who her father is a video game designer. And we have quite a few students at our school who that is their dream job um, is to go animation or animation Mm -hmm. um, whether it be animating um, a video game or writing the story for it or you know just a whole lot of things and we also noticed that people didn't really understand exactly what goes into being a video game designer that they're um is unfortunately some very repetitive, um, which for some people is really great, but for other people is not, um, things that they may not want to do, and then the parts of it that they definitely will want to do, and how that balances out, and how they can go about making that a reality. All right, and that's wonderful. Again, that goes to reflecting the career interests and the passions of those who are coming to OtCon. You're also going to have a session, Sarah, you'll be leading this one on government disability benefits. Yes. So I have the exciting to me and boring to almost everyone else job of getting people on government benefits like Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. And um, one of the things that um, are a big deal once you have these benefits is the idea of whether or not you can go to work with them. A lot of people think that you can't work when you're on benefits. However, when we look at the research of what work does for people, um, how it makes social lives bigger, how it makes people feel more productive and creative and valued, Mm -hmm. Um, we find that work is really important for some people. And to feel like you can't go and do that because you get benefits is really... Counterintuitive, isn't it? Mm -hmm. very much so. And so we're discussing... 
the government is aware of that <laughs> and wants people to work. And so there are many incentives towards working. And that's what we'll be discussing. Fantastic. All adult topics yes. for all um, of those who are on the autism spectrum, ages 18 and up, uh, to the big event, OtCon. For those who just joined us, that's Sarah Heuser. She's a benefit skills specialist. Yes, she's on the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. A brilliant, brilliant woman with Scenic View Academy and the event called OtCon, which is coming up May 10th, uh, t- May 10th of this year from 10 in the morning till 10 at night. And it says in the parentheses or whenever the movie is over, right? Or the crowds. And uh, the ticket price is quite reasonable. So it's $25. Uh, if you buy the ticket in advance, 35 at the door. That includes lunch. And I wanted to give a chance to say you are getting some sponsor support, right? From the Melissa, is that, tell me the Melissa Nelson Nelson Center at okay. UVU. And yeah, they have an entire class as well of incoming freshmen who are autistic who will be coming to OtCon. But uh, yeah, they're supportive of us every year. The Autism Council of Utah gave us a very generous grant. And actually, we just received another one from the Ashton family to run Thanksgiving Point. So That's extraordinary. That and allows us to do not just the, the, the movie and, and the lunch, but also a, a T-shirt and to make sure that we've got all of these autism-friendly activities and the staff to do. It's quite an event to plan. It is. And the vision for me of thinking of people coming in from out of state to come together to see themselves and the lives of others to be given that information that can change the path of their future is very empowering. And if you've just joined us, and we have just a couple of minutes, it's being um, presented by Scenic View Academy. And Jared, who's a program director there, how would you describe Scenic View Academy? So Scenic View Academy is a residential school for adults with autism and related neurodiversities, so ADHD, learning disabilities, anything like that, targeting functional independence. And our our goals are live, work, thrive. So you're going to learn how to live on your own. You're going to learn how to hold down a job and get a job, and every student there gets a job. And then you're going to learn how to thrive, to deal with the social side of things and the emotional side of things and you know the fun things as well. Um, and so, yeah, people come to our program for a year to three years and learn those skills and graduate on to having a job and a place in the community and and the skills to have the friends to make make it fun to be out there on your own. Well, so the, if there's an organization in Utah that understands the needs that are changing for those on the autism spectrum who are adults, it's Scenic View Academy. So We've been around like 18 years, so yeah, yeah, we've helped hundreds to have those kind of optimal outcomes, and OtCon is just an extension of that, being able to reach out and help even others, and also to bring in experts from all over who are people who have made it, either with or without CNQ's help with adults with autism. I've got to know, um, because this is the second year, have you heard from other organizations across the nation when they heard that you've got OtCon, or are we still isolated? I see everyone looking at Carrie Bushman. She works part-time on FM 100.3, but is also very involved as an employee of Scenic View Academy. So have you been hearing that other places are trying to uh, pick up OtCon as, as well, or are we still the one in only. Well, um, we haven't heard of anyone um, creating something similar, but we've had a, a lot of people on the spectrum reach out to, through Twitter or through Facebook and say, hey, I want to come to this. Can I come speak? I talk about this. I'm a lawyer. I'd love to come talk about this. And and we've had to say, you know, we're kind of local. We're starting up. Our budget is small. We'd love to fly you in, but we just can't afford it this year. But Can maybe, you walk here? Maybe in the future. <laughs> you know, we, we would love to have you. That would be fantastic. But um, So the autism community has been expressed a lot of, of interest in it. Well, 
and, and that's and, and that's, that's who it's for. And that's the boulder that starts rolling as we continue uh, development as a society and as a culture, culture, not just as those who are on the autism spectrum. All of us who become more inclusive and more informed and more educated and the resources come to a more fuller uh, um, membership of our world. Jared. And membership mm-hmm. not just for children, but for adults. I think, I mean, the face of autism has always traditionally been these adorable children that, you know, have these challenges. But all of those kids with autism grow up to be adults with autism, and now what? And so there's really not much out there for adults with autism, and they've kind of been pushed out of the school system and out of those supports, and, and where are they supposed to go? Who are they supposed to relate to? And like Sarah was saying, that feeling of isolation, just that pathological loneliness um, is really overwhelming sometimes. And so we think OTCON is just an amazing opportunity for people to come and realize you're not alone, and there's so much more that you can do than maybe you thought possible. And as much as we'd love to bring people in from all over the country, we do get people from all over the state. We have uh, people that have bought tickets that we know are from St. George, or we have, last year we had people that came down from Idaho, and we've got um, Salt Lake County, you know, Utah County. So statewide, we've got folks that are, you know, flocking to this because this is their people. And, and to me, it's just extraordinary. So, Carrie, thank you, Sarah and Jared, for the efforts you put on hours and hours to create a 12-hour event called OtCon in its second year coming May 10th uh, from 10 in the morning till 10 at night at Scenic View Academy in Provo. Now, of course, you're going to need the webpage so you can get more information. You can share it with people who you know have children who are 18 and up um, or, you know, an organization who needs to pass this information on. So you're going to go. We mentioned that it's brought to you by Scenic View Academy. So the web site is svacademy.org. So, Rebecca, we are all about accommodating anyone who can come. Again, if they're 18 and over, 118, doesn't matter the age, but if they need accommodations, we're trying to make sure that we take all of that into account because we know we're working with people who have special needs. So if they want to arrange a tour of the building and come down and see it prior to coming, um, we try to keep our sessions really small so they're not overstimulating. We want to make sure that all of our directions are both visual and audio and that if someone has questions, they can come and ask. And if they don't feel comfortable coming and asking a person, we've got a text option, a number they can text to that'll answer all of their questions. Um, We've got maps available. We have guides available. And if there are other things, if someone needs another accommodation or even oh, they need to bring a person with them and that person doesn't have autism, that's totally okay too. So again, if they have any questions or concerns, they can contact us at Scenic View Academy. Um, Our number's on the website, uh, the email for OtCon as well. And so anything that they would need to be able to make this work, we just don't want people to feel like, oh, I'd go if I could, but I can't. So, Uh, Carrie, Sarah, and Jared, thank you so much for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. You're very welcome. Welcome.